You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. It will not crumble if you choose you. It will not crumble if you choose you. Matter of fact, it will blossom just as much as you will blossom by you choosing you. <laughs> Sometimes we think we're holding stuff together are stopping something from falling apart. But the truth is, we just might be holding it. <sighs> Damn. Now that cuts. Might not cut you, but that cuts me. I just might be holding it or holding it up. And I think I'm holding it together. What are you holding up? And I'm not talking about holding it up like, oh, I'm holding it up. I'm lifting it up. No, holding it up, holding it there, just in in space for it not to grow, for it not to blossom, for it not to be what it was created to be because you're holding it. Maybe it's time to let it, oh, man to let it go so that it can blossom. One of the um, mm, You are tuned into the MDI 2.0 podcast with Clifton Pettyjohn and Michael Andrew Weston. Sit back, relax, turn the volume all the way up, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? First, I want to say, well, my name is Clifton Pettyjohn. Um, you're not going to get the formal introduction today or the professional introduction today. And it does not mean that I'm not going to be professional. This is kind of a impromptu episode of the multidimensional intelligence podcast or MDI 2.0. I don't know which platform I'm going to release this on yet. 
Uh, as you see, there is no video. It's only audio. Well, here we go. I am in an interesting place or space in my life. And if you hear me talk, you always hear me talk about being in spaces and places. But I'm a, I am in a very interesting space and place in my life. I know what is going on internally and what's going on behind the scenes in my life. And I am both excited and I'm scared. Uh, I am both happy and I'm sad. I am both celebrating and I'm mourning. I'm very much in tune with the, du the duality of the emotions that I, that I am feeling. Um, I understand what's going on with me from a personal level. I understand what's going on with me from a professional level. I even now understand and embrace what's going on with me from a spiritual level, because to be honest with you, I had been rejecting the spirituality in my life. I had been rejecting that whole spiritual side of me, even as it was expanding. My, my conscious of spirituality was expanding. I still was rejecting that internally in relationship to who I am and what it is that I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And now I found myself in a space where I'm open to that. I'm open to it. Um, I have my reasons why I was resistant towards it. Um, some of it deals with self rejection and other ones, other in other aspects of it deals with the reject, reject, listen to me, the rejection of a system or systems. I've been talking a lot about the educational system the financial system, the political systems. And I have not talked much about the religious and spiritual system. Uh, one of the things that I've been very hyper aware of is my disdain for the religious and spiritual system. And my disdain comes with the games that are played with it. Uh, if you know me, you are very much aware that I value people. I value relationships. I value how people feel and the experience that people have with me. I value being honest with people. Now understand, although I may value the being honest with people, I'm very aware that I have not always been honest with people for whatever reason. But that is something that I value. And when it comes to religion and spirituality, I honestly can't say that I've seen a lot of that. Now, my experience with church and church culture has not all been, and I'm using air quotes, bad. It has not. But I have witnessed a lot of manipulation. Uh, I've witnessed a lot of 
separation, um, segregation, and any other thing that is divisive or, or, or that divides. I've wished, witnessed a lot of that for whatever reason, for whatever reason. And, and, and I'm not saying this from a negative standpoint, and it may sound very negative, but I promise you, if you stay with me, you will be blessed. No, but so I have a big disdain towards it. I, as one who has flowed frequently in the prophetic, um, if you don't know, you can't ask about me. I've also seen that become a game and not, I'm be honest, I haven't seen it become a game. I've always seen that. And this is what bothers me sometimes when I hear some of the using air quotes, old school preachers or, or prognosticators of the gospel speak up about this new age movement or this new school, uh, these new school ministers and these new school prophets. They play the same games that many of y'all played. They're probably just a little more open with their games. And again, I say this is not always the case. But that disdain caused me not just to reject a culture, but to even reject spirituality. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I was rejecting my supernatural or my supernormal being. And what I was attempting to do was to flow without it. And if you hear me talk, you know, I talk a lot about us being multidimensional, intelligent beings. Along with being multidimensional, intelligent beings, we need those dimensions when they're unlocked to be able to flow freely in our lives in order for us to live a life of freedom, authenticity, and purpose. When we don't allow one of those dimensions to flow and then we start to rely more on another dimension, it gets us out of line. I just went to the chiropractor last week and it's been a long time since I went to the chiropractor. And uh one of the reasons I go is because my hip shifts. So when my hip shifts, I think it's my left side that's a little higher then my right side. And if you ever watch a video with me, you'll see me consciously like trying to shift my shoulders so that that doesn't show all the time, but it shows like it shows even in my walk. I know a lot of people think I switch because, well, never mind. We're not even going down that road today. Okay. But when my hips aren't aligned, then there's a little movement in my hips that calls me to appear as if I'm shifting. Now I know I got cakes and everything. No, I'm playing. I'm not playing, but you know what I'm saying? But I went in for an alignment because so much pressure had been built up in my neck and it had started going from, uh, in my upper back and it had was going up from my upper back through my neck to now my head. 
and I could feel this pressure and I could barely move my neck from the left, the right, up, down. I barely could move my neck. I felt the pressure and I had been putting off going to get this alignment because I knew that once I got the alignment, I would now be responsible for making sure that I remained aligned, that I would that I remained aligned. So we're going to parallel this in a minute. So I go, I get the alignment. He asked me, where are my, where am I feeling the pain? At that time I was feeling it in my lower back, upper back, neck, shoulders. He starts doing his thing. I'm breathing. That's a very important part of our sessions are the breathing exercises. And we, I'm breathing. And as I'm breathing, and as I breathe out, he's adjusting and you can hear all this cracking that's going on. And initially, it's, it's painful. It's painful. But the results feel so good. The result of it feels good. So as he's cracking my neck and my shoulders and all, he's just cracking everything, my back, all that good stuff. Um, then he tells you, sit up, stand up. How does it feel? And it felt as if I was a new person. I felt like I was a new person. I was standing up straight and everything. So I was dealing with the natural side of everything, but I wasn't dealing with the emotional and spiritual side of everything. I wasn't dealing with the disappointment that I was facing. I wasn't dealing with, as I was talking to you earlier, the duality of emotions that I'm facing, that I am facing as I'm in this space of life. So anytime you're out of line from a spiritual, emotional, psychological, financial standpoint, it is going to affect your body physically. So around Friday night, I think it was, or Saturday, I got these pains in my lower back. And I started doing my stretches and all that, and it was not relief. It, 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 there was no relief. And for the first time, I felt the pain shoot into my thighs all the way down to my legs, okay? From my back, it shifted. It like completely shifted from my back and it was in my glutes all the way down to my thighs, you know, it, down to my legs. I barely could walk. Um, I could not sleep properly because it was just, the pain was so unbearable. And as I'm talking to you now, I still can feel it. You know, in my thighs, I don't feel it as much as I used to feel it, uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm not feeling it, the weight of it, like I was feeling it. And, and my walking has gotten a little better because y'all was walking funny. Uh, yeah, it was, was not looking good. But one of the things I realized, I had listened to this chakra alignment the night before I started having all of these feelings on the inside of me, right? And um I'm using uh a lot, y'all, and I do apologize for that because that really gets on my nerves. But I was listening to the chakra alignment. It was talking about getting your chakras aligned. This this uh meditation that I was listening to, 
was designed to realign the chakras that were not aligned. So I'm on the phone with, with Michael and we're talking, I'm telling him like where my pain is. And I'm like, yo, what chakra is that? And we're talking about it. And as we're talking about it, I'm realizing he starts asking me all these questions. And yeah, if you know him, you know, he can fluctuate between identity strategist, spiritual leader, friend, brother, like he can fluctuate between all of that. Uh, like I can in just like that, we can fluctuate between that. And he said, what emotions are you blocking? What emotions are you blocking? And I said, wow. I didn't realize the effect it would have on my physical body. So this is why I got on here today to have this impromptu conversation. I saw a post yesterday that made me laugh because it said, why do men start a podcast instead of going to therapy? <laughs> and I do use my podcast sometimes as therapy. However, I do go to therapy. My, I don't know if I've told you guys this story or this might be your first time listening to the podcast. Here's what I want to pause here and say too. Don't lie to people about supporting them or about listening to their content. Because there's going to come a crossroad in life where you guys are going to have a conversation and that conversation is going to reveal that you have not been supporting them the way that you say that you've been supporting them. I'll give you an example. I talk very openly about my felony. I'm very open about it. I have people who be like, yo, I've been listening to you since day one, Transformation Radio. I've been listening to you from Transformation Radio to Transformation Radio 2.0 to the What Now podcast to the Multidimensional Intelligence podcast to our latest project that you need to make sure that you are subscribed to and listening to MDI 2.0. And I have another one as well out, MTM. The MDI After Dark podcast. So make sure you subscribe to all of it. But they're telling me, I've been listening to you from day one, bro. And then they'll listen to a clip that I share recently, a recent clip that I share, and I'll talk about that felony. And they'll hit me up and be like, yo, I never knew it. Matter of fact, I had somebody that I pastored. For a couple of years, who told me they listened to the podcast and was like, I never knew you had it. If you knew how many times I talked about that across the pulpit, it's crazy. But that day will come where it will show that you're not as supportive as you say that you are. And that's okay. Don't. It is arrogant to think that a content creator influencer, world changer, feelings will be hurt that you haven't been as supportive as you say that you have. Be honest about it. I tell people, they be like, yo, I sent you this clip. Did you listen? Honestly, I have not. You send it to me right now. I will listen right now because I have time right now. And then there's some people that you send me, they send me stuff. No, I didn't listen. That doesn't seem to be the vibe 
that I'm on right now, the vibration that I'm on right now, the wave that I'm on right now. I'm not riding that wave right now. I'm not even going to give you the inclination that I'm supporting you in any way, shape or form, or that I'm supporting you in a manner that I'm not supporting you. Support comes many different ways. So I just want to throw that out there to make sure that we are communicating those things, especially if you are a creator or you identify as a creative, but if you're a creative, you're a creator, you're just creative in nature. But if you identify as a creator, make sure that the support that you're telling people you're giving them, that you're putting that energy out for real so that you can embrace that same energy when it comes time to support you. Okay. So again, I was rejecting the spiritual aspect of everything. Hmm. And anytime that I reject the spiritual aspect of anything, I find myself looking for answers externally, which is funny to me because if you know me, you already know that I have been saying it for years that every answer that you need is inside of you at the core or at the essence or at the center of who you are. That internal intelligence is waiting to help guide and navigate you through your life. But many times we spend so much time searching and searching and searching and searching and searching externally that we're missing out what's going on internally. So I had to begin to examine myself. Was I allowing myself to be creative? Was I allowing myself to tap into the emotions of who I am and the emotions with everything that's going on, y'all? And one of the things I realized is for the most part, for a lot of my life, I'm not going to say the most part, for a lot of my life, I have been an emotional, emotion suppressor. I have been an emotion suppressor. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt guilty about how you were feeling about something or the emotion that you were experiencing with something? I've had that happen to me with death. I have experienced loved ones dying. And my experience with their death, although my experience was real and deep, I would measure it off of other people's experiences and then judge myself because I wasn't having that type of experience with it. So I was suppressing how I really felt about a thing. If you've heard me share this story before as well, there was a time that I had an experience with a baseball coach. It was the worst all-star season of my life. Dude was mad, prejudiced. Like, it was crazy. It was the craziest experience ever. But as time went on, fast forward, well, about 10 years, somebody that I valued as a mentor had a different experience with them. When I told them about my experience with them, that mentor said, well, you must have had, you must have misunderstood them. So I suppressed 
my experience or my feeling with that experience and took up their feeling about it instead of saying, no, I respect your experience with them. However, I honor the experience that I had too. I honor myself by respecting my experience with them as well. So I've been an emotion suppressor. So whenever emotions come up for me, at times that I feel might inconvenience other people, I'll suppress those emotions. Well, and Cliff, what happens when you have filled up your internal being with suppressed emotions? There's no more room for you to suppress those emotions. What then begins to take place? (laughs) Well, I can only speak for me. What begins to take place for me is that physically I start to feel that weight in my body. And can I be honest with you? I start to gain that weight physically in my body too, on my body as well. So I walk around feeling like I'm carrying so much weight. Have you ever carried dead weight? Like somebody get on your back and it's like they're just on you, like flap down on you. You had to lift somebody and they weren't helping with that lift and you're carrying that dead weight. That's exactly how it feels to suppress emotions and then fill your bag up, your internal bag of suppressed emotions up. I remember years ago, uh, a former pastor of mine, she was talking to me about me being in touch with my emotions. I want to say something as well. Being in touch with your emotions does not mean that you always cry. Being in touch with your emotions does not mean that you always act out impulsively. Being in touch with your emotions does not mean that you always are expressive of that in a way that other people can identify. Many times being in touch with your emotions means that you're open with yourself in conversation and you allow yourself to be in that space and to feel in that space what you are feeling in that space. And I'm going to say this to men as well. If you are a person, when you get in touch with those emotions and you cry, that does not make you less of a man. And if you are with anybody that makes you think or feel like you are less of a man, I'm not, never mind, not doing that. Yeah. Huh. Get in touch with your emotions. Because as I said, my pastor, she was like, Cliff, you're a ticking time bomb. And if you don't begin to deal with your emotions, what you're going to do is explode on the wrong person. And what I realized at that space in time was that there were emotions that I was having <laughs> Ooh, baby, that I felt were making me less of a man or that were making me less of 
the ideal of a man, especially a black man. You feel me? So I had to get to this space where I was open to embracing my emotions. And I got there. And this is what we talk about with the identity work being an ongoing thing. Like, it's not just a, because I'm real big on, like, I'll talk and I'll be like, oh, I thought I mastered that. It's not about mastery. It's just about being open at every level, dimension, however you communicate it, experience with it that you have. And I realized that one of the spaces that I was not open to my emotions was change. Because I got to be honest, I'm not a big fan of change, positive or negative. You know why? Because anytime something changes, it's going to affect my ability to control it. (laughs) It's going to affect my ability to control it and it's going to hit the little boy in me that still doesn't like to do things that I may not be that great at because somebody might laugh. See, every now and then he tries to rise up. Or matter of fact, every now and then he rises up. But instead of me facing him to let him know, it's cool, it's all right, it's cool, we're going to master this thing, we're going to get this thing. What I do is I shut him up because I don't like to talk to him because he remains, reminds me of painful experiences that I just want to move beyond. So I adapted this whole flow in life. Whenever something reminds me of something like that, whenever something looks like something like that, whenever something feels like something like that, instead of me standing flat-footed, addressing it within me, I move on from it. Because I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to have that experience. I don't want to move beyond it because if I move beyond it, then I strip that excuse from it. I strip my excuse that I utilize at times for me, not allowing myself to stretch the way that I need to stretch. I me not allowing myself to breathe the way that I need to breathe, me not allowing myself to spread my wings and fly the way that I need to fly because I still have that as an excuse. And what I do is I intertwine it with that, what I was talking about earlier, giving people that the experience they have with me So what I do is I lock myself in spaces that I'm comfortable with. I lock myself in spaces that I know I'm a genius at because I don't want to have that experience from childhood and I don't want to mess up people's life 
because of that experience I had in elementary school. <laughs> Woo, the emotions of it all. But now I'm in a space. I'm at a crossroad in life. And I, I use that term a lot. And I don't use it loosely. But I use that term a lot because I found myself in many crossroads in life. life. But this crossroad is different for me. Because it's not necessarily a crossroad. Because here's what happened. I am on a road. I'm looking ahead. I know where I need to go, but I have stopped and I have myself created a stop sign and created a four-way street because I want to turn left or I want to turn right because that's the place of comfortability. And if I turn left and turn right, then I can turn back around or I can connect it to the road that I'm most comfortable with. So I've created a crossroad. It's not that I'm at a crossroad. And I hope that this podcast blows up more than any other episode that I have released in my entire. I don't hope that that happens. Shut up. This podcast will blow up more than any other episode that I've ever released in my entire life. Because there are other people that are at this same space. You are creating crossroads. And as you're creating crossroads, now you're creating a need for clarity. When the reality is clarity is right there in front of you. Just keep moving. Clarity is right there in front of you. but you've used your creative genius to attempt to create a way of escape. So now the wrestling that's going on with you at this created stop sign, at this created crossroad, is now you're fighting with your creativity. The MDI 2.0 podcast is powered by Transform You Institute and Supernormal by Michael Andrew. Transform You Institute serves as a financial mindset agency which partners with highly creative professionals, reminding them how to transform their relationship with money, aka their financial identity, through unlocking and embracing the flow of their internal financial intelligence. For more information, visit www transformuinstitute.com Supernormal by Michael Andrew utilizes identity strategy which sits at the intersection of professional slash business development branding and marketing it provides clients with an identity focused approach to building their careers and businesses for more information visit www.yoursupernormal.com Now you have used the creativity to give you a way of escape.
the way of escape. Well, Cliff, what are you attempting to escape? Responsibility. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can 100% want everything that's designed for your life. You can 100% want it. Y'all, if you know me, I want to be on that stage. I want to talk to the, the five, the 10, the 20, the 30, the hundred, the thousand, the hundred thousand, or the 10,000, the hundred thousand, to the 500,000, to the millions of people. I want to be on there. I want to watch their lives transform like never before. There is an excitement that goes along with that. But there also is a fear that goes along with that because in order for me to step into those spaces, I now have to begin to step in spaces that I have rejected my entire life. I have to give up some of the crutches. I have to give up some of the things that I use to identify my value. I have to give some of those things up. The uh, identity of my relationship with certain people has to change. The identity of my relationship with myself has to change. The amount of time and energy that I'm able to give to certain people has to change. The amount of time and energy that I give to myself, the way that I give it to myself has to change. Why? Because I have to embrace what is. And when you embrace what is, you have to listen to what I'm saying. You have to let go of what you have allowed to be. And that's another one, a, a, another uh, brush of reality. When you realize you allow this to be. Have you ever look at, looked at your present circumstance? See, I've looked at my present circumstance time and time again. Um, and when disappointment comes up, when maybe you're not able to go on a trip, you're not able to purchase something that you wanted to purchase, you're not able to put on the event at the magnitude that you wanted to. Uh, people aren't signing up for your program. People aren't signing up for your courses. People aren't calling you to be their coach. All of those different things start to go on sidebar here. I want to say something to those of you that are hesitant to work with people whose name haven't, hasn't blown up yet. Now you need to be, do your due diligence. You definitely need to do your due diligence, but you also need to be a little more keen and tapped into yourself when it comes to people who may not be popular yet. You may want to partner with them now. You may want to work with them now because that could change tomorrow. And you thought you didn't want to work with them now. Now you can't afford them. Or now they don't have the time to give you 
that one-on-one that you're looking for from somebody else. And then those of you that haven't blown up yet, you haven't blew up yet. You know that what you got inside of you is great. You know, the message is great. You know, the product is great. You know, the course is great. You know, your coaching tools are great. You know, all of those things, right? Don't you lose hope or lose faith in that or lose sight of that because people haven't caught on to it yet. You just make sure that you're caught on to it. And you make sure that you're not devaluing it at all. You make sure that the valuation of you and the valuation of your company does not decrease based upon mm, people that may need tricks, schemes, and a circus in order to sign up for a program. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner, but there are some that need that. But your product may not be presented to that type of a person. So just keep focus on where you're going. Keep posting your content. Keep releasing your content. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep shooting those videos because it's going to get into the hands of the right person at the right time, and then it will blow up, okay? So don't you get discouraged behind that thing. Now, what were we talking about? I just had to get that out because I see a lot of people get discouraged. I myself have gotten discouraged. There's times I couldn't give my book away. My products and service couldn't give them things away. And then I realized, Wait a minute. You're still moving out of fear and trying to give it to a people that's not ready for it yet. Take that product, wrap it up and give it to some people that are ready for it. Because some of you, I'm telling you now, what has happened is you have uh, turned off those who are ready to purchase. Because everything that you have done has been in a convincing manner. You're still trying to convince people of who you are. You're still trying to convince people of the effectiveness of your product. Convince people of the effectiveness of your what is it, service. You're trying to convince people of that. You're tra- I'm not a scammer. I'm not a sc- And I'm talking about myself because, you know, you get online. I talk about finances. You see these, um, these traders get on and I can take $10 and flip it into $5,000 and all that stuff you begin to see. But I had to stop com- trying to convince people that I'm not one of them and start to position myself in who I am so that who I am can speak to those that was created to speak to. Y'all feel me? So these emotions, I think it was something, emotions make you cry sometimes. Ooh, baby. I can't remember the song. They said it make you fall in love. Ugh, yikes. Woo. Ugh. Another emotion that I'm resistant to, not just the concept of falling in love, 
but the com- concept of being loved. I was resistant to that because uh, there still was that little boy that just felt like he wasn't worthy of love. In a house full of love, I still felt like I wasn't worthy of love. And every now and then, that dude starts to talk. And instead of shutting him up, me and him have conversations. But what I had to, or what I have to change about our conversation is, I'm going to have to take the lead in that conversation because I've allowed that little boy to take the lead in that conversation. And anytime you allow that to lead, the conversation will always lead to that same place, that isolation, that not trusting anybody, that not wanting to connect with anybody, that, that, (laughs) that I'm not getting into a friendship. I don't want no more friends. I don't want no relationships. I don't want none of that stuff. It's just me against the world, which ends up being me against myself. Now, I'm not talking about when you are an introvert. There's a difference. I am by nature a introvert. But also, there are times that I shy away from social interaction, that I shy away from people that I live with, that I shy away from people that I'm friends with because of that little boy. Then there is the, I don't like to express love to people that I love. Um, it either goes one way or another. I'm like overly expressive or I don't express it at all because I don't want anybody misunderstanding my kindness. So all these emotions are coming up for me. And why am I on here talking about it? I'm on here talking about it because I know that everything that I'm rejecting, that I am rejecting or everything that I am uh, resistant to are the things that are rep- that are presenting themselves to me now. They're presenting themselves to my present because of what it is that I need to do. So I have all of these emotions coming up and I'm angry. I'm angry. And somebody might say, well, Clipper, why are you so angry? I didn't want to have that conversation with myself, so I would pretend I didn't know why I was angry. But here's the difference between me, me and other people. I'm not a person that's going to be angry with other people. I'm just going to direct that anger with myself. Even if that anger involves that other person, I'm just angry with myself for allowing myself to get to that space with them. (laughs) So here I am angry. Angry with the, with myself and, and angry with the world and hear me, not the world as you might know, but the world that I've created. Because I've created a world for everybody to blossom, for everybody to be successful, for everybody that comes in contact with me, 
has that freedom just to be themselves. They have that freedom to grow. They have that freedom to evolve. They have that freedom to have fun. They have that freedom to be successful. But I'm angry because although I've been successful, I haven't given myself that freedom. I settled. I've settled. I allowed myself to settle. And this has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with anybody else's thoughts on me. Cause I've had this conversation before and people are like, no, but clip. No, 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 no. Let me talk through this, this stuff right here. In my mind, I felt like I settled while telling everybody that everything is as it should be. If you were to change one event in your life, it would completely alter the trajectory of your life. I'm telling everybody that and in, in the listen at the, the core of the core, my core, I believe that I believe you change, you alter one event in your life. You completely alter the trajectory of your life. So I believe that I am exactly where it is that I need to be while fighting the belief system that I haven't yet let go of. <laughs> you ought to be in a better space by now. And when do these times come up for me? They come up for me when it's something that I really want to do. But here's the thing. It may not be the time or space for me to do that yet. But this anger comes up and I couldn't identify what it was until I started feeling the pain in my back and in my butt and in my thighs. It wasn't until then that I realized you are angry. And although you have told a lot of people you are right where you're supposed to be, you haven't communicated that to yourself. You haven't given yourself that grace. You haven't given yourself that freedom. You haven't given yourself that affirmation that you are right where you need to be. The emotion of being comfortable, fighting the emotion of being uncomfortable. <laughs> Whew, man. So much emotion. So much emotion. Let's take time to breathe. Take a deep breath in. Hold it, sit up straight, roll your shoulders back, breathe out. One more time, deep breath in, sit up straight, 
Roll your shoulders back. Breathe out. So it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be disappointment, disappointed. Just understand you're not a disappointment. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to feel let down. It's okay to feel like you're not enough. It's okay to feel like you don't know where your life is right now. It's okay to feel like you need direction. It's okay to feel like you need clarity. It's okay to feel like you need understanding. It's okay to feel like, did I already say this when you're not enough? But one of the things that you're going to develop in your life is when you develop a relationship with yourself and you communicate with yourself is the understanding of what is versus what it feels like. And you will learn or you will embrace more of what is versus what it feels like. Because our feelings many times are based upon our perception of our experiences. So the reason why you're at this crossroad in life now where you've created those other two options, the left, right option, is because what's ahead of you is shifting your perspective. Why? Because it's presenting new experiences. But internally, what's fighting against that is your desire for comfortability in the experiences that you've experienced before. Because after all, I can control that. After all, I know how that makes me feel. This new stuff, I'm not really sure of it, even though. There are some dimensions in me that make me feel familiar with it. <sighs> so... I basically, basic, basically, <laughs> I basically got on here just to talk myself through the process of it. And I encourage you to talk yourself through your process, or journal through your process. Hit me up. Let's talk through your process. Because the road ahead is great. The possibilities are endless. And here's the thing about life. Even if you choose left or right, understand you have the right, the authority, the power, and the responsibility to choose for yourself. 
If you choose left or right, eventually you'll be at another crossroad where you'll be rerouted back to that road. I'm not here to tell you what to choose. I'm here to tell you to trust your choice. Honor your choice. Don't listen to anybody else about this choice in your life. This is a choice that you have to make for you. That's why it's so uncomfortable for some of us. Because we are comfortable making decisions for other people or being involved in other people's decisions or involving other people in the decisions that we make. But it's very uncomfortable to make a decision that prioritizes you. Now, I encourage you to take advantage of the free resource that I'm offering at Transform You Institute called Prioritize Framework. It's going to help you prioritize yourself and see the value in prioritizing you. You choose. It's your choice. Honor your choice. Stand up strong in your choice. And be you, yo. Again, this was not a planned podcast. I just had to talk through these emotions, yo, because these emotions be having me tripping, yo. Excuse me. These emotions be having me tripping. Everybody's not your responsibility. That's something I don't want to say out loud. And I didn't want to say that out loud because although it's something that I know at my core, it's not something that I've exercised in my life. It's not something I've exercised in my life. Also, it will not crumble if you choose you. It will not crumble if you choose you. Matter of fact, it will blossom just as much as you will blossom by you choosing you. <laughs> Sometimes we think we're holding stuff together or stopping something from falling apart. But the truth is we just might be holding it. <sighs> Damn. Now that cuts. Might not cut you, but that cuts me. I just might be holding it or holding it up. And I think I'm holding it together. 
what are you holding up? And I'm not talking about holding it up like, oh, I'm holding it up. I'm lifting it up. No, holding it up, holding it there, just in in space for it not to grow, for it not to blossom, for it not to be what it was created to be because you're holding it. Maybe it's time to let it, oh man, to let it go. So that it can blossom. One of the. um, mm, Sometimes in life you make decisions and when you make decisions. It kind of. separates you from the world that was before. Uh, I've done that. And some of my, in some of my darkest moments, I felt like those that I was there the most for forgot me or forgot how I was there. Now I still have some that write me, Mr. Cliff, da, 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 you, I get it. I get it, but I'm talking about how at times what comes up at times in talks, what comes up at times in talks. And one of the things that comes up in talks is you did all that. You spent all that time. You spent all that money. You spent all those resources. You did all of that for nothing. And the reason why you have to silence that conversation and take over that conversation is because you will spend your entire life positioning, positioning yourself in a manner not to be forgotten. And in your mind, as long as I'm physically there, they cannot forget me. There's another thing I thought I had already dealt with. Shit. <laughs> Whew. All right, we got to breathe again. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. One more time. Take a deep breath in. I forgot to say it. Sit straight up. Square your shoulders. Breathe out. Ooh, buddy. That one is the big one. The not wanting to be forgotten. But what I've realized and had to acknowledge in my life. <laughs> Woo-wee! Is that the person who has forgotten was me. I was not the person who was forgotten or forgotten. I was the one who keeps forgetting. You can't attempt to erase certain aspects of your life 
and not expect it to have an effect on everything that happened during those times and spaces of your life. You can't selectively just delete 10 years of your life and think that certain parts of that won't be deleted. So what I'm going to do now is I'm, I go back and recapture my entire life. I go back and recapture my entire life. Every memory, every experience, I go back and recapture it all. I no longer am attempting to live life outside of myself. I am no longer trying to recreate scenarios that make me feel not forgotten because of how I feel feel about past experiences that I've deleted myself. Yeah, that was it. That was the one. (laughs) That was the one. But listen, I do appreciate each and every one of you that are listening. I appreciate those of you that have watched and listened over the years. You're watching me in real time evolve. You're watching me in real time just be who it is that I was created to be, you're watching all of that. You watched me, uh, start out as a financial coach. You saw me then shrink myself back and say, no, I'm, I'm a, uh, personal development coach. And I shied away from the financial aspect of things. Then you saw me pick up the financial coaching again. And some of you might say, you're all over the place. No, I'm just tapping into the dimensions of who I am. Uh, you saw me even as a speaker. Uh, you saw me as a financial coach start to transition into the strategy, uh, platform. Then you saw me announce myself and transition to the financial identity strategy, a uh, financial identity strategist. And I know some of you are like, what the f- is that? But you're watching all of that in real time and you're seeing the evolution of who I am. the evolution of who I am. (laughs) So I thank each and every one of you. And today, listen, yo, if you're, I was going to say, listen, if anything was said today that, that really resonates with you, don't hesitate to share that with me. Hit me up in my DMs. Let me know if you want to work together, www.transformuinstitute.com. There plenty of ways that we can partner together as i always say create a great day walk with purpose and by all means embrace your best self well folks there you have it that concludes today's episode of the mdi 2.0 podcast i know i speak for michael when i say thank you for listening if you haven't already subscribed i encourage you to subscribe through your preferred listening platform if you are a visual person like myself make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel also make sure you're interacting with us leave us a review leave a comment 
If you want to reach out and give show ideas, you can always reach out to us at info at transformuinstitute.com. Until next time, peace. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment, and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, this is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.